Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids, and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. And welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Thanks for having me, Blake. I feel like uh, this podcast was made specifically for me, a card-carrying crappy Christian. Actually, like two years ago when I started this podcast, I knew that I was going to interview Preachers and Sneakers, and I was like... This one I named the podcast. A huge honor. Your, your career yeah. is about to skyrocket. Honor. We finally made it. We finally <laughs> got here. How do you feel about uh, me using your real name in a podcast interview? Uh, I like it a lot because for yeah. two plus years, I haven't been able to take any credit for anything I've ever done. And so this is nice to uh, that is talk wild. to, like have a real human interaction with a real name and everything. So I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I kind of thought like when we got on, we're on Zoom right now. I was like, is this going to be like, are you going to be in the shadows with like a voice dub or and like <laughs> the video open and it's just you it's just, chilling. Hey, look, it's like, this right, average cool. white dude. Wow. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Maybe a year and a half ago, I would have tried for all that, but I'm just so over it at this point. I mean, we're talking, so we're talking it. in January at the end of January and mm-hmm. uh, I'm just biding my time a couple more months until I can finally come out in public, I guess, reveal my identity. Yeah, because your so your book came out yesterday. Yes. Like in the future. If we're talking in the future, uh-huh. your book came out yesterday. But I want I do want to start at the beginning. All right. Okay. So I want to like back it up. How did this start? Where did this start? Well, I so people will know all this now, but I so I was in my MBA program at SMU. So I live in Dallas right now. And I was a year into my MBA program. And so I had a little extra time because I'm back in college. I'm essentially going to class studying. And on the weekend, uh, my wife had gone out of town for a girl's trip, which is super rare. And, uh, I'm also a DJ or was a DJ before COVID. And so the <laughs> night before I DJed until like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning at, in deep Ellum, which is kind of like a bourbon wannabe bourbon street, uh, in mm. Dallas. And so I slept through church and the, uh, Louisiana Christian in me felt guilty for sleeping through church. And so as I'm sure you could probably relate to wanting to check the box sometimes. Um, And so I have never done this ever before and I've never done it since, but I was just sitting on my couch looking up YouTube worship videos and I've never ever thought to do that. And for whatever reason, I had this song that was stuck in my head, the resurrecting by elevation. Mm I had heard it Mm -hmm. somewhere else. And I just started looking up those songs. Like I'll just watch these and have a spiritual moment. And this counts. This totally this counts. Totally counts. God cares. About, <laughs> God cares yeah. about my effort for this. 100%. Uh, and so I was watching the music video. And Mac Brock, back when he was the lead at Elevation, is in this video. It's a really good video. The song is super catchy. And he's wearing this pair of Yeezy 750s, which is a more like when Kanye started making his Yeezy sneakers, initially he had super limited runs of them. Mm-hmm. Not like now where there's millions of pairs. And so this specific model in the resale markets was incredibly valuable. It was worth like $800 mm-hmm. or something. And mm-hmm. at the time I was into reselling sneakers as a hobby. 
and had made a little bit of money off of it and was just into the culture as it was because a friend I have in the NBA got me into sneakers, which is a whole mm-hmm. other story. But, uh, and so for whatever reason, I wasn't like in my life, I've always had issues with money or not, or being jealous of other people having money or being annoyed when people take advantage of others for money, especially in the Christian sphere, like prosperity mm-hmm. gospel stuff pisses me like well off. Um, yeah. and I didn't know Mac, I didn't know elevation. I knew nothing about this culture of hype priests. And so, right. um, I just made this story on my Instagram for my like 400 followers, like personal followers was like, Hey, elevation, how much you paying your dudes that they can wear $800 Yeezys. Let me get on the payroll. Mm. Just like a kind of like sarcastic yeah. Yeah. thing, but no, as with anyone else that posts anything else on Instagram, you never expect it to like pinch it, like touch a nerve. Yeah. Um, so YouTube started serving up these other videos by elevation uh-huh. and stuff. And I started seeing like Stephen Furtick had these own like hype videos of him preaching and stuff. And he's wearing uh, the one that stuck out to me were these pair of shattered backboard Jordan ones, which are these orange and black Jordans that are pretty rare in itself and resell for a ton of money. They're like a thousand bucks. And I'm like, what is going on here? Because I like, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Louisiana. All I know is kind of like deep South Baptist type yep. church. I'm not yep. like, I, I had knowledge of who like Carl Lentz was and maybe Erwin McManus, but I didn't put together that there was this whole kind of like fashion focused, different type way of doing worship and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I just kept making these videos. Um, because I could very easily find all these videos and pictures of guys wearing thousand dollar shoes. And so I posted like four of these videos to my stories, nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had some friends comment like, Oh, it's hilarious, whatever. And I have a DJ friend who's a real DJ in LA, uh, who's kind of, he had played, a, he had been in the worship music scene for a long time and now it's kind of out of it. And he messaged me. He's like, dude, you should make an account of just this kind of stuff because it would immediately go viral and people would freak out. And I had no idea. Like I had no idea there was all these churches in LA that they were basically turning their churches into fashion brands, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so I thought about it for a few days and then I finally started the account and I was just thinking of names of like what rhymes with sneakers and mm-hmm. uh, preachers or pastors. And I was like, oh, preachers and sneakers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a double meaning, preachers in sneakers and preachers and sneakers. And so I made the account, mm-hmm. I copied over those videos um, and my buddy, Seth Jones, uh, kind of sent it out. He had like 10,000 followers at the time sent, basically sent like, Oh, you should check this account out to all these people. And in four weeks I had a hundred thousand followers and the New York times was calling and the New Yorker what? was writing up and like Buzzfeed and, and NPR and BBC basically asking like, who are you and what, what's your, wh- why are you doing this? What is your strategy? What's your plan? Like, you're like i'm just a dude on my couch like, like, I went with my thumb i did this <laughs> and that's about as much thought as i put into it and at the same time as maybe you felt about it like it causes people to feel a certain type of way because a lot of people that even went to these churches had to contend with the thought that these guys were wearing shoes that were worth more than mortgage payment and uh that that's what I've been doing the past two and a half years. And it, it, it caused a lot more deep discussion than I ever thought possible. Like initially yeah. people just pissed at me. They, they, either really? thought, they either thought that I was this, uh, like opportunistic. Yeah. Like there was two groups of people. People thought I was awesome and hilarious. Like, wow, you're, you're, you're pointing at the thing that all of us were thinking. I can never say it. Yeah. And then the other half was like, dude, F you bro. You're a Christian. How could you 
bring this stuff up against these guys that are just doing the Lord's work. Like they'll do more yeah. today than you'll do in your whole life. Um, <laughs> and so it like people on the internet are so fun, super by tight. the way, they're, they're delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And so I'm stuck in the middle where it's like, it feels tight for something to go viral and to have people yeah. think I'm funny. Like I've always enjoyed trying to make people laugh <laughs> and like entertain people, but I've never, never written anything. I've never done any media, like never, I don't have any, experience being in the public or anything. And so my wife and I are just freaking out because it's like out of control. <laughs> like I yeah. was gaining, I was gaining like 10, 20,000 followers a day on some days. Oh and it's just like, what do you do with that? You can't control it. You yeah. don't want to stop it because it's like, this seems like an no. opportunity. So all that to say is that's, that's been going on since March of 2019. And uh, it's slowed down a little bit. I mean, COVID kind of screwed a lot of a lot of the things I had going on just because people don't go to yeah. church anymore and don't really wear shoes right. anymore for that matter. So, <laughs> uh, so we're here, but I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and it's been fun. It's also been messy and I've done it imperfectly. Well, yeah. We're still pissed. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. So that's, you are like, we well, and we were talking before we started recording that like, we really are in great company. Like <laughs> yeah. people hate the name of this podcast. They hate it. They have like such cousin. problems with it. Well, and like, oh, like, oh, self-deprecating or like you should be trying to be a good Christian and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, first of all, we've never listened to an episode, obviously, because we are very clear about like what the whole purpose and heart behind it is. Mm -hmm. People, won't, but people even, don't want to listen or read or no, well, no. research. No, they want to make assumptions. Mm -hmm. um, but so, okay, so this starts as like an LOL. Like I'm if just that. like... If that, like yeah. uh, somebody else told me to do this yeah. for you, because obviously like you have a book now and, and it's gained deeper meaning than, than the original maybe intent yeah. where, like when or where did that shift from being about funny sh and like shoes and kind of loud capping people who needed to be loud cap uh -huh. to, well, no, like, let's talk about. Like, let's look at what, what's happening behind the scenes and what's the issue here. Yeah. Uh, hmm. This is not in the suggested interview question, so I'm just, like, throwing curveballs no, at you. I, appreciate I it. I do the same on my podcast, which mm -hmm. is cleverly named the Preachers and Seekers podcast. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, it, I don't think it was a, a single moment. There was a few times where I had conversations with, like, executives at mega churches and people from, like, Tim Keller's church that were like, hey, this is super important what you're doing. And I'm like, what? what is so important about this <laughs> yeah. and come to find out like, as I through a lot of therapy and a lot of community discussion with like my community group and my pastor and everything, it's like, there's a lot more here than just me being a troll about people's shoes, which I didn't realize for a long time. And so maybe like six or eight months in once I had finally grasped like, Hey, this is, this might be a thing for a little while and you need to figure out what you believe about this kind of stuff. That's when I started to kind of dig into like, Oh, there's disagreements about what, how much is too much or whether or not we care too much about consumeristic stuff in church mm -hmm. as a, like a macro at a macro level, or, mm -hmm. you know, what do we do with pastors using their platforms originally for built from just preaching to, to their own personal brands and mm -hmm. building real wealth all these things that came up from just the discussion of like, Hey, this dude's got really expensive sneakers and this pisses me off for some reason. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been a process, but yeah, initially I didn't realize that, but a lot of people from the get go 
thought that's what I was doing. Was like, oh, he's bringing up, really? a, he's bringing up a conversation about consumerism and capitalism and celebrities in the church. And I'm like, dude, I'm an idiot, bro. Like, I don't, you don't know. I have no, I have no training, or education, or you're anything. Like, I don't this. even know what school. some of the words you're <laughs> yeah. using. Mean. You just said like, exegesis, bro. Oh, what the frick does that mean? To my life. <laughs> Mm. So, um, yeah, so like that's, I guess, towards the tail end of 2019, when I started to like think about building a book around it, that's when I started crystallizing a little more because I had to. I mean, yeah. as you know, like building yeah. a book proposal, you kind of have to outline, hey, here's what yeah. I want to say. And I, I wanted to be careful about it not looking like a money grab or like a lazy ghost written thing. Like I wanted to, I wanted to write it. I wanted to write mm -hmm. things only I wanted to say and hopefully write something that's, that only tells my story about the whole thing and my own perspective about the whole thing, but also like help people ask questions that maybe they hadn't considered before. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a process, but it was probably halfway through 2019. So your book is preachers and sneakers, authenticity in an age of for-profit faith and wannabe celebrities. Mm -hmm. And you're essentially, you're confronting these issue, issues within, I mean, we can talk about it being in mega churches. I, I don't think that that is an isolated anomaly. Like yeah. I think it exists within, you know, smaller communities, but it's obviously more like it's easier to spot and, and talk about on a Stephen Furtick level. Uh -huh. um, so when you started pushing it, like leaning into that part of the conversation, where have you landed on it? Like should pastors get rich off of like faith and religion and, and leading and shepherding what's what's the balance like look like like because okay you're from louisiana like we've got a couple of those guys jesse duplantis what's the other one my brain is like i know there's another one you. he's got he's got the huge center off of blue bonnet like that they are they are millionaires off of preaching what, right where where do you land on that? Yeah, like it's, what? Uh, the thing I've found is that there are a lot of people out there that are just incapable of having a nuanced conversation. And so mm -hmm. cool. it's people want a black or white answer and there isn't mm -hmm. one. There yeah. are some like pretty common bits of wisdom as far as like, hey, maybe you should consider what you wear when you get on stage because it conveys a message, even if it's an unfair Man. message. And so yeah. I, I think for a lot of pastors that have initially saw the account, they didn't know what to do with it and were pissed that people were like being a pastor is a hard freaking job and it's Absolutely. like thankless. It's unfair. There's irrational standards that, that are put on you, but it's also kind of like the reality and God never says that it's going to be easy. Mm -mm. Um, so I personally think that if you are getting rich, if your church is paying you $700,000 a year, a million bucks a year and flying you around and giving you a housing allowance that you should really fight against all the things that are going to come easy, such as mm. like wanting to build your own personal brand, wanting to flex on people and 
deny that you're flexing on people. You should fight <laughs> against wanting church to be about you instead of being about God. And I think that's something that a lot of churches could work on as far as redirecting the focus away from any one person and focusing on the one that they're supposed to be pointing to. And a lot of churches are just caught up in them having the best communicator in the world or having the best worship team in the world. And it's like, in an individual level, it's probably fine. But once you look at it at a macro level, it starts to seem like it's about a whole bunch of other stuff other than Jesus. That's mm. when it turns into a problem. So like, I'm yeah. never going to be the type of person that says, Hey, you made 80,000 bucks a year for being a pastor, bro. You should really make 75. It's like, that's an impossible and stupid thing to say about. Absolutely. It's not a, that black and white. Right. Uh, but also, I also want to be the type of person that questions like, Hey bro, 750,000 a year plus a $200,000 housing allowance plus a car plus a plane. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, at least as Christians, I want to encourage people to be okay with asking about it, even though it's not a fun yeah. conversation to have. And on the same end, like if you do want to ask that, you better be able to, to account for your own finances too. Because Absolutely. people want to point fingers at pastors, which is very easy to do, but not point fingers at their $12 latte that they're drinking six times a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, if it's okay to ask questions of your pastors, like I think it's a, a legitimate uh, critique to say, hey, my donations fund your lifestyle, bro. It seems like you're living pr pretty frivolously. Yeah. I at least want, I would love to talk with you about it. And I think a lot of yeah. people weren't asking that other people, but also if you want them to be about it, you better be about it too. As far as like yeah. giving sacrificially, stewarding your money. Okay. All that kind of stuff. Like yeah. questioning why you're posting what you're posting or auditing why you want to buy certain things, all that kind of stuff. I I'm wonder, and I'm, kind of like unpacking this as we talk, I wonder if we personally, I wonder if I would have such an issue with a lot of the people that you're talking about on your account, if their theology lined up with the Bible. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, you know what it I mean? seems like there's a like, correlation. I mean, it, it does. Right. Like where it's like certain, there's certain sects of, of believers that want to bless their pastor, believe that they've changed their lives or whatever. And that, God says he wants you to be happy. It's like, well, he never, he never really mm. says that. Like what kind of God wouldn't want you to be happy? That kind of thing. This whole kind of like mm -hmm. soft prosperity gospel. I, I mean, yeah. why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they want their pastor to be flexing and, and be super successful? I and mean, there's plenty of guys like that right now. That's why I have a job. Um, <laughs> but I think it, it's, if you, if you read the Bible and believe in all the things that God says, one about our hearts behind money and also, the requirements of pastors and also what God cares about in our hearts. Like you also should want to fight against the idea that you're awesome or that, that yeah. you're something special, which like maybe that's a depressing way to look at life, but it's <laughs> true. Like God is the only one that is, that is actually worthy of elevating. And we yeah. live in a world that is very easy to elevate celebrities or elevate people that have large followings like hey look pot calling kettle black like i have a large following on instagram <laughs> and like i realize the irony in me talking about this at all um but it's something i have to fight against too like it feels great for right. people to say dude you're hilarious what you're doing is amazing like mm -hmm. uh i work at such and such publication i want to do a write-up about you like that feels good but i also yeah. have to put that in check and say like dude like i don't i don't deserve this any amount of like success i get from this is purely icing given by God that I do not deserve. 
Um, yeah. So the, the the question you posed was like, I wonder if it would be different if if I agree with their theology, and or if if their theology lined up with what I thought the Bible taught. Mm-hmm. And if if that was the case, that would cause me to question what I understood about the Bible then, because then maybe it's twisted. Like if there was guys that I or girls that I trusted what they preach and they were basically like, look, I got this, somebody give to me this $200,000 Bentley or whatever. And I feel completely mm-hmm. secure driving it. I would, that would at least cause me to be like, Hmm, what, uh, mm. maybe I, maybe I am twisted about this. But, mm-hmm. um, for the guys that it just seems like, so it seems so much about the money and about yeah the exposure. It's just hard for me. It's very easy to poke holes in it be like, dude, this yeah. seems like this is a lot about you. Okay, real quick, wanted to tell you about Charlotte's Web CBD. Charlotte's Web is the world's most trusted hemp extract, and I have been using it for about four to five months now just to help me stay calm, to help me focus. It promotes the lowering of inflammation in your body, which I have been working on recently, as well as just helps manage normal everyday stresses. I've had a lot of health changes in the last year, a lot of things that I'm getting off of and going on to, and bringing CBD into my supplement lineup has been such a huge benefit. I take it in the morning to kind of help me focus throughout the day and manage stress, and then I also take their gummies in the evening to help me fall asleep and I use their CBD roller at night to do the same or just like all in. I love all of Charlotte's Web's products. You can get 15% off of your order of any of their products using the code Blake15, so Blake15, and you can check out charlottesweb.com. My personal favorites are the sleep gummies and the tincture, but they also have a quiz on their website that will help you figure out what products are best for you. So check out charlottesweb.com and use the code Blake15 for 15% off of your order. Okay, so you know how I'm a huge fan of counseling, right? Well, I recently started working with a counselor at Faithful Counseling, and I knew I had to tell you about it. Faithful Counseling is an online Christian counseling network, and it's an incredible solution for people looking to find the help they need. I found the sign-up process to be really straightforward. You answer some questions and you get matched with a counselor all within 24 hours. After that, you can log into your account at any time and message your counselor, plus scheduling weekly video or phone sessions. The extra bonus is that I found it to be really affordable and they've extended a discount of 10% off of your first month. All you have to do is head to getfaithful.com slash crappychristian to join the other 500,000 people, myself included, who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Head to getfaithful.com slash crabbychristian for 10% off your first month and to get started. Like, so one of the things that I talk about on my platform all the time is that like money isn't evil. Right. Like money isn't the problem here. It, it's, it's never the, been. like, yeah, it's never been like the love of it is what scripture says is the root of all evil. It's not the money itself. You know, it's so like I part of what I do online is teach women how to make money yeah. online. 
so that they can support their families or heck, like support themselves if things go sideways and, and you know, like using their gifts for the glory of God, but, but making money off of that because I also have done the complete opposite of what we're talking about and shown up and shown up and shown up and burnt out and not made a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so the like there is being like a servant, a better, right. Exactly. A better Christian or, or that, you know, so Christians are super weird about money. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we go one way or the other. We're either prosperity gospel or poverty is a badge of honor, Yeah, you know, and there is so much nuance to the conversation that people it just, doesn't. Sorry, I interrupted. No, go ahead. I was just no, saying people aren't uh, conditioned to talk about it. Like it's, if you no. grew up in any kind of normal upbringing it's like a money and politics aren't things you talk about and so when yeah. it's, it, it gets so dragged out and in, into the public and you have to like decide for yourself what you believe about a thing it's hard or people want to avoid it which i don't yeah. blame them for it and i i i uh fully support what you do as far as coaching people up on how to make money like yeah um i'm a i went to i got my master's in business like i'm trying right. i'm trying I would love to have a business that's profitable and everything. The one rub that always comes up though is is the connection to tithes and donations. Mm, like because what are you doing with it? People a tithe and donation isn't isn't revenue. It isn't like an exchange for a service or it shouldn't be. Yeah. It is people being obedient to God's word in order to further the kingdom. And once yep. you start to conflate that with uh, improving your lifestyle, it starts to just get real icky to me. And so people are like, who says Absolutely. this guy can't, you know, get paid for what he does? Like, I'm not against anyone getting paid for what they do. I do think that you have an additional bit of responsibility if you're being funded by the generous donations of others because they're wanting to further the kingdom, not your own. And mm -hmm. it very easily can look like you're furthering your own kingdom through uh, people's ties. And it, and to me, it seems like it's taking advantage of a, a thing that is very sacred and shouldn't be taken advantage of. Um, yeah. And so I, I, there, I think there's very few people that are maliciously doing any of that, but mm -hmm. I do think it's probably for a long time, it just kind of was accepted. Like, Hey, this guy, we're, our, our church is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. A CEO of this size would make this much. We want to bless this guy because he's so great and blah, blah, blah. Now he's going to get incredibly wealthy. We're also going to basically pay for him to write a book on our time and then sell the book and then claim that you're not making any money off the church, that kind of thing. It just yeah. gets, it gets messy. It gets messy. Quick. Yeah. It gets messy. Absolutely. And so is that worth talking about? That's my whole deal. It's like, yeah, I want that. It's uncomfortable, yeah. but it is worth talking about because what you're saying, and you said this earlier, we're talking about it on a macro level, but it, it, matters when you zoom in too. like this stuff applies to us as much as it does, you know, these like mega pastors. What? Because, okay. Like for example, I have a launch in two weeks. Am I hoping it does well? Uh, yeah. Like I'm hoping it kills it. I'm hoping it knocks it out of the park. Why? Right. Like why? It, it, and, and I feel like so much of the Christian life boils down to that question. You know, and, and uh, I don't know. Do you know who Darius Daniels is? Yeah. He's got quite a game. 
Yeah. He's, but he is one of my favorites. And he, he says something in, in one of his, I don't know if it's like a sermon or his book. He says, like, God has no problem elevating people whose intention is to elevate him. Right. You know, so, like, I I have not at your pace, but grown over the last two years. And my income has grown over the last two years. I've been able to quit my full-time job and and do this full-time. But why? Right. Like, why? Why? Because I'm passionate about women not sitting down in the name of humility. I'm passionate about equipping the next generation to be dangerous for the kingdom of God. Like that's why, you know, and, and and I don't say that to be like, look at me. My intentions are perfect. Like I can absolutely get it sideways and get caught up in the numbers and get caught up in the dollars and, and what we can do with the dollars. But I do know that like at the end of the day, I know why I'm here. And I, I think that you're posing a very important question that people are uncomfortable asking. Yeah, because why it, are you on stage? Right. Why are you up there? Why? And, and there is a degree of like we can't really know, but there are also like there are tells and there are signs that we can pick up on. Yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, a lot of these guys specifically, they open their mouths, and I'm like, "What Bible are you reading?" <laughs> if, you know what if, I mean? If at all, if any, <laughs> you know, like. So yeah, I, re- I really like what you said about basically knowing your knowing why you're doing things and knowing your heart behind things, because like, I think the questions are good. It forces, like, even if you want to ask questions about the pastors and everything, it does force you to contend with your own stuff. Like for me specifically, I've got, uh, hopefully the book came out yesterday <laughs> and there's a big part of me that wants to hit a list or like right. be known as the guy that did this, all of these things. Okay, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think that that's terrible. Right. But eventually if you're not connecting it to the only God giving it to you. And why? Like, wh- like, right. I th- and this is like, we're, we're in such gray, muddy water right now. And we're, we're saying the same thing, but I'm like, yeah, you want to like bust your butt and push this book out and you want it to do well. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And Christians get that weird. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, but scripture says to work heartily unto the Lord. So if I'm working unto the Lord and everything is falling flat, then like, this is not a great use of my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's such a give and take and it always like boils down to motive. Like I want your book to come out and I wanted to kill it. Like I wanted to bypass every sales goal. I wanted to hit the list. I want big people to pick it up because I think that your message is important. And I know that the heart behind it is to ask uncomfortable questions in hopes of pushing people closer to God. Yeah. yeah. I. It would be dumb if you were sitting in front of me saying my book, come, my book came out tomorrow and I don't care what it did. Right. I'd be I, like, absolutely. uh, <laughs> I like, yeah, I also just I know knowing myself, like I struggle with pe- wanting people to think I'm awesome or hilarious. And so absolutely. specifically I have to fight against like I want absolutely. I want to be the type of person that pushes people to elevate him more than themselves. And there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of modern church culture that is about elevating all this extra crap that yeah, that is not Jesus. Uh but totally uh I basically completely agree with what you're saying, bust it and do really well 
also make sure you have people in your life and some kind of system that that can check you honestly yes until it gets too much like because we've already seen in the past six months there's guys that were at the top of the top in terms of being the world's greatest communicator with an amazing jawline an amazing cell phone <laughs> rolodex <laughs> it gets too much like if you don't have a, a, a group of people that are like hey dude what the frick bro yeah um yeah so uh, and the internet can't be that for you of course not and they think they can sometimes. And I like to be like, hey, guess what? I have real life friends uh, right. like, and the Holy Spirit. Right. I'm good. But I do like you do. You have to. And like, that's not a that's not a, a celebrity big following thing. Like, that's a life thing. Like, you have got to have no people in your life because I swear all these big names that we're watching, like essentially fall from grace. They have to have been surrounded by only yes people who told them yes, who supported everything that they were doing that didn't ask the like deep, dark, twisty questions. Or like invasive, yeah. Hey, right, like where are you going? Where are you going? Who are you with? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing when you're with that person at sketchy time? You know, like, because let's be totally honest, like nine times out of 10, these people we're seeing fall from grace. Like they're having, they're, they're having sexual sin issues. Yeah. Because that shite is uncomfy to talk about. Yeah. And like, like it doesn't no feel what. great to have, it doesn't feel good to have somebody be like, Hey, why'd you spend your money on that? Or like, where right. were you yesterday? Or where, where are you going right now? But, but also yeah. it's like so necessary and it's like, it is. not everything has to be comfy and attractive. Like, yes, in order to be refined, you kind of have to be pushed a little bit. Yeah. And that's why I'm a big fan of our church here in Dallas is because they, they emphasize community to the point where it's like mm. people think it's a cult because we like talk about <laughs> our finances and best. stuff pretty openly. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't see any other way to do it. If you actually want mm -mm. people to truly know you, like if you're hiding yeah. whole aspects of your life from even the people that are closest to you, I just don't know how that plays out in the long run. Well, and that's where sin, like sin grows in the dark, like unseen and untalked about. And I think, you know, like you're, you're here being super open about like, I want people to think I'm funny and I want people to think I'm successful. Like I'm going to talk about that because you could put it in a corner and like not talk about it and let it fester. And then it does become a motive issue. Then your book does hit bestseller list. And you're like, that's me, yo. Yeah, that's all that's me. me. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh huh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about pushback before we wrap up, because this is another thing that we have in common that again, so. we were talking about before we started recording. So you've gotten like, do you feel like people were pretty much in one camp or the other? They either like loved it or they were like, you're the worst. There was a, there was a lot of different camps. Like there's one where it's all the, I've been hurt by church people. This mm -hmm. feeds right into that and makes me feel super mm -hmm. good because this is why I hate church, which I get, yeah. like I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's another group that go to these churches, love these guys, and basically can't understand why anyone would ever question anything they ever do. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was another camp of people that were like real theology type people that are like, you know, this has been a big issue in church for a long time. And, you know, we need to get back to such and such ways of doing things like this is really important because this verse, this verse and this verse. Uh, and then there's a, there's a few people like there's a, a smattering of people that are just in it for the sneakers. Like, Oh, this is sneakers. I'm a, a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Like this is connected. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a few people that are actually just kind of like questioning all this stuff. The ones that I really appreciate that are like, Hey, I, 
initially was pissed at you, but I understand the nuance of this or yeah. it sounds like I'm making this up, but I've talked with hundreds of thousands of people uh, in the past two years. It doesn't sound like I'm um, making it up. And the people that are at least willing to consider another perspective are the ones that are my favorite. But yeah, yeah. I would say there was a huge camp of people that really liked what I was doing, fans of the account, and there's another huge group of people that can't wait for me to post something so they can say something crappy because they think I'm a troll in the basement yeah. that has nothing yeah. better to do. Which I think, I, I wonder if you're animated, anonymity, is that right? Anon An anonymity. An anonymity. An anonymity. <laughs> Good enough. I wonder if your decision to be anonymous afforded them the ability to like be trolls about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it. I, I talked to my wife about this yesterday because I have all these, I have all these regrets about things I could have done or couldn't have done with the account. Like had I just come out in public, I could have been on the today show. Like the today show asked me to come yeah. on in March of 2019. And I, I probably could have, like spiked this in a lot of ways. But at the time, like I, I only had limited information. It was out of control and people were getting really heated about the thing. And I mm -hmm. didn't, I wasn't making any money from it. I wasn't gaining anything from it other than the huge platform. And so the advice that was given to us was like, stay anonymous because people are crazy, crazy. And like, especially powerful Literally. religious people can be potentially dangerous if they want to be. I mean, these guys mm -hmm. were reaching out to me. Um, Okay, that was my next question. Like, have you talked to any of these people? I've talked to several. I've talked to I've talked to Carl yeah. Lentz. I've talked to Nathan Finocchio. I've talked with Chris Brown from Elevation. I've talked with Chris Durso in New York. I've talked with uh, Chad Veach. Commented very early on and got roasted at the very beginning because <laughs> I I posted a picture of him wearing a Gucci backpack, and he he basically said that everything was gifted to him and then everybody, he didn't realize what he was Just getting into. Ate him alive. Yeah. Um, and so Carl Lentz was obviously super cool about everything. It was real freaking suavo. There was times where I thought, are we friends? Like, cause we would text back and forth and then other times, what? yeah. Like, and then other times I thought he was pissed and then he basically said he, he didn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. So like the, there was plenty of people. So going back to the anonymous thing, like that, feedback was like, okay, like this, this very well could not go well for me. And just yeah. being honest, I don't know if I wrote about it, but like I had an internship at Google lined up that, that we were moving to Ann Arbor in two months. And I just didn't know if I came out and told Google like, Hey, I've got this weird thing going on. It's got a lot of media mm -hmm. attention. Uh, just wanted to let y'all know, like, I didn't know if they were going to rescind the offer, if they were going to be weird about it. Cause it was like Christian related. Yeah. And so, yeah for those reasons, like I'd work, I'd busted my tail to get this internship. Like it's impossible to get a job at Google, especially yeah. for me, which is like totally average on paper. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I didn't want to screw that up. And yeah, so I stayed anonymous and then it started getting, people thought it was interesting because they equated it to like a Christian Banksy. Like nobody knows who this guy is and he's like right. causing this big stir and nobody really knows who he is, who, who he is. <clears throat> and so that was cool to me and it created some buzz and I, that was like fun for me. And then yeah. uh, towards the tail end of it, I was like, all right, let me just see if a, a publisher will be interested in this. Like if this would, as part of the book proposals, like, hey, I'm still anonymous. Do you want any part of this? And so yeah. since then, I've just been waiting to, to basically come out in public in line with the strategy with the book and all that. But um, yeah. 
to answer your original question, I do. It was easier for people to be terrible to me, but I also get it because I was anonymous and potentially causing some stir uh, towards other people that I still like hold firm to that. I wasn't specifically terrible to anybody, but I definitely opened up the ability. Facilitated maybe. Yeah. But also like I feel secure in that too, because if you choose to be a public figure, you don't also get to have a completely private life of right critique and admonishment. Like I got it. Like we, we talked earlier about like cancel culture and, and, people boxing and yeah which is terrible like that's different that's just totally different different. but also to expect everyone to come to you privately with any amount of criticism when you've chosen to put your life on display a hundred percent it's completely different so it is uh, well and i think that that's a really important point is like there's a difference between trolling and critique correct there's a difference between coming for somebody just to come for them and ha- wanting to facilitate a conversation, which maybe wasn't the original intent, but wanting to facilitate a conversation and point things out and be like, Hey, this is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are you wearing thousand dollar shoes? Yeah. Can we talk about that? And so, you know, you and I both anonymous and not anonymous, like have sometimes controversial platforms which means like we're open to the same critique, right. right? Like, I mean, like, just don't be surprised. Like it's not comfortable right. to get critiqued by anyone, especially if you don't know them. And it's not a fun thing. And I don't, if somebody was, and pastors especially get this all the time. So like, I get it. People are always trying to put their two cents and nobody's ever happy. Like you can't ever make everybody happy. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, don't be shocked when that happens. Like if you choose to be a public right. figure, you need to, you need to come up with some controls to put in place where, either you just straight up block people if you don't want to deal with it or have some type of controls where it's like, all right, this is part of the job. Yeah. Like you sign I up agree. for this and like I've signed up for it. And now you're about to like have really signed up right, for it. Right. So I hope it, yeah. I hope people go easy <laughs> on me for being Fingers honest. Fingers crossed. Okay. What are you thinking that's going to look like? Like you're about to, after two years of like being in the shadows, like what are your, Thoughts and expectations. I so like the dreamer part of me in me thinks there's a chance that it blows all up again and I'm back in the media and I end up on the New York Times bestsellers list and this is my future. Like my future's in mm-hmm. writing, even though I could have never called this. But like 95% of me thinks that not many people are going to care. I mean, we're talking about this in January. The book will have come out in the future once this gets published it's been so long and COVID was such a beat down that COVID and the elections were such a beat down that I'll be surprised if people even have the energy to, yeah, to want to sign up to have a conversation like this. Um, I'm hoping they do, but I also am not going to be surprised if it's like, Hey, like brick and mortar bookstores aren't doing any business. People are just trying to escape. They're not trying to have deep theological discussion. I'm excited for it because it, it's got to be exhausting. It is. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like, and we talked about it earlier, but it's like, I would love to take a little bit of credit to say like, Hey, I'm Absolutely. proud. I'm proud of this thing that I did that was weird and unique. And I got to meet all mm-hmm. these people and I'm hoping that I can do something else like it in the future or do something in the space, whether it be entertainment mm-hmm. or writing or something. I'm hoping that I can use this to do something else. Like, I don't know what yeah. that is. 
and I would like the opportunity. And I felt, I, I feel like I've hit a wall with when yeah. you're anonymous. You can't do video. You can't do in person. You can't do speaking. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited about all those opportunities. I don't know if any of them will come, but yeah. I'm open to them all. Yeah. I'm excited. I really am excited for you. Funnily enough, like I, thank you. Full disclosure, like I did not follow Preachers and Thinkers before we connected or whatever, uh-huh. but I do remember. <laughs> well, and it wasn't like I, obviously I don't have like theological <laughs> fundamental issues with it. I just, I don't care about shoes. Right. All my shoes are from Target. Yeah. Like, Great whatever. Score. But I do remember when you started it. Like I, I, I can vividly remember like looking at the account when it was at like 300 followers because yeah. somebody had like posted about it and I went and looked at it and, and I, it, I remember looking at it and, and being like, this is funny. Mm-hmm. And I probably was one of those people that was like, this is a necessary conversation. And you're over there like, there's no conversation. <laughs> like we're not talking about anything serious yet, yeah. but that is so much work to have put in and so much energy and like writing a book and all that to say i'm excited for you Thank like you. i love that i was like one of the first people to get to use your real name in, a, in an interview and i'm super cheering you on because it's your your motive really is obvious like you're not out here to like try to take anybody down yeah you know you're not trying to cancel anybody right. you're just trying to facilitate a conversation that is really necessary and and I think that people need that push to ask those difficult questions. And that's what you're giving people. That's what this book is about. And so, like we've said multiple times, the book came out yesterday. You can get it all the places that you can get books. Um, And obviously, are you going to keep, you're going to keep it preachers and sneakers. Like, yeah, I think so. I'll probably, I don't know what my personal branding is going to be at the time, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll keep it preachers and sneakers. I'm hoping that I can, offload the content to somebody else just because when you post about pastor footwear for two straight years, it eventually gets kind of dry. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be interested. To Even do though they different. do keep like showing up and, and giving you things to talk about. Yes, they keep me gainfully employed. Yeah. 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 Well, Ben, I loved this conversation Blake, and I'm looking forward to reading your book. I feel super encouraged. Thank you. I know you didn't have to say any of those things. I didn't pay you a dollar to do any of this, but I, I do appreciate you have me and I appreciate your platform and your ability to uh, not like there's just so much vanilla whitewashed mm-hmm. nothingness in Christian media and writing and speaking and all that. And so anytime I can meet and talk with somebody that's like, some of this is messed up uh, is refreshing <laughs> to me. And I feel yeah. like we're definitely kindred spirits. So I appreciate your platform and hope that people uh, check the book out, but also I hope they buy your book, which is probably going to actually have something to say. So thanks again for having me. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the crappy Christian podcast. And Hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.